0: This Sunday we have the parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector from Luke chapter 18 verses 9 to 15. You probably want to start by reviewing the vocabulary for the kids. A Pharisee was a leader and a teacher in the synagogue, much like a pastor or a Sunday school teacher nowadays. The tax collector was somebody who collected taxes for the Roman government. Nobody really likes it when someone shows up your door asking you for money, especially for taxes for the Roman government, which is why the Jewish people didn't really like the tax collector. You could maybe even ask the kids, which person do you think is more godly, the pastor or an IRS agent who shows up in your house asking for taxes? Obviously, we naturally assume that the pastor is probably the better person but god reminds us in this parable that the outward appearances is not what matters but repentance in the heart this parable is one of stark law and gospel those who attempt to claim to be good enough or attempt to bring gifts to God and say, look at what great gift I brought, or look at what great deeds I have done, will not receive anything from God except condemnation. Those, however, who humble themselves and repent of their sins receive full forgiveness from Christ and have everlasting life. You could maybe introduce this lesson by asking the kids, if i promise to bring you one gift what is the one thing you would most like me to bring you the kids will probably have different answers then you could go on to ask them well what do you think is the one gift that god wants us to bring more than any others hopefully some of the kids might say repentant heart some of them might say other things see what they say But obviously, the answer is that the one thing that God wants us to bring him more than anything else is a repentant attitude. Or for the little kids, you could say the one thing God wants more than anything else is for us to tell him, I am sorry. Psalm 51 verse 17 is a great one for this parable to summarize the lesson that we are to learn. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit. A broken and a contrite heart, these, O God, you will not despise. In that passage, this is exactly what David is saying. That the one thing God wants us to bring him more than anything else is a broken heart, a repentant heart, saying, I'm sorry. Another illustration that might help the kids is to ask them, if you have a toothache and you lie to the dentist and pretend like there's nothing wrong, how can the dentist help you? Or if you're sick and you lie to your parents and the doctor and pretend like there's nothing wrong, then how can the doctor make you feel better? It's really important to be honest if you have a toothache or if you're sick so that the dentist and the doctor can help make you feel better. In the same way, when we come to God, it's very important to be honest about our sin So that God can fix, heal our sin. In this parable, the Pharisee lies to himself and pretends like there is nothing wrong. And for that reason, he leaves without being healed of his sin. But the tax collector admits his sin and God joyfully heals him and sends him away cleansed and forgiven of his sin. Luke 18, verses 9 and 10. Also, he spoke this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and despised others. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector some like to argue that this parable is about the jews and the gentiles but notice that luke is very clear whom jesus was speaking to he's not making a distinction between the jews and the gentiles he's making a distinction between those who trust in themselves and those who admit and acknowledge their sin those who despise others and those who look on themselves and humble themselves and despise the sin in themselves It's very easy to get into that way of thinking like well am i a pharisee or am i a tax collector is this person a pharisee or is this person a tax collector but the truth is there's not a person alive who isn't a pharisee every one of us has that tendency in our heart to elevate ourselves and think i'm better than that person over there just the same attitude that the pharisee has any hint Of looking down on somebody else and thinking I'm better than that person is the pharisaical attitude that Jesus is talking about here. So when we ask the question, who is Jesus talking to? The answer is he is talking to me. We should never ever say, well, Jesus is talking to that person over there. Because if we do that, we are exhibiting the same attitude as the Pharisee. There is not a person alive who is not a Pharisee. The question is, are we only a Pharisee? Or are we also a tax collector? Rather than trying to figure out who Jesus is talking about, we simply ought to admit, yes, I have this sinful attitude in me and repent of it so that we can receive forgiveness. Verse 11 and 12, the Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself, God, I thank you that I am not like other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this tax collector. I fast twice a week, I give tithes of all that I possess. The Pharisee stood, this is sometimes pointed to as the first example of his attitude problem. However, it was common among the Jews to stand to pray. This is just the way that they prayed. And actually, we do that as well in church. We stand to pray and to confess our sins and to say the Apostles Creed. So the standing in and of itself doesn't really show anything other than this was the common way that the Jewish people prayed. Having said that, however, the text does seem to emphasize the attitude he stood. He wasn't standing to pray in humility, but he was standing in pride. And he stood by himself, away from the other people. I'm not going to mix with this riffraff. One question you could ask the kids is, should we thank God? And the answer is, yes, we should thank God. Did the Pharisee thank God? Yes, he did thank God. Well, then why was he wrong? And the answer, of course, is because he used his thanking of God to brag about himself. Even though he was thanking God, he was not being repentant. More important than thanking God is repentance. So we go back to our passage. The sacrifices of God are a broken and a contrite heart. Even though he was thanking God, he did not begin with repentance. And so whenever we pray, we also ought to begin with repentance, even as we begin the service with repentance. The tax collector, standing far off, would not so much as raise his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. Standing afar off. You notice how the Pharisee and the tax collector are in one sense described in exactly the same way. They both stand, and they both stand alone. But the attitude is very different. The Pharisee stands apart from others because he thinks himself too good for others. The tax collector doesn't stand by himself but stands away from others because he is not worthy to come near them. The Pharisee stands in arrogance with his head raised. The tax collector stands in shame with his head bowed. Even though the actions are the same, the attitude makes all the difference in the world. Jesus says, I tell you, this man went down to his house rather than the other. The tone even of this final phrase of the parable is very much legalistic. It's very much condemning. Jesus is condemning. Even even the tone of this final phrase is condemning. This man went down to his house, justified rather than the other. It is spoken as law because Jesus is speaking to those who trust in themselves. And so even though the content is pure gospel, this man who repented was justified. He went down to the house with his, his, his sins fully forgiven. Even though the content is gospel, still the tone come, comes across very much as condemning because Jesus is speaking to those who will not humble himself. This this parable is spoken to the haughtiness of man's arrogant heart. And because of that, there is no hint of Christ's mercy or compassion in the tone of the parable. Christ condemns that arrogant heart that each and every one of us has in us. But even though the tone is law, uh, this arrogance needs to be condemned. Nevertheless, the content is full of God's mercy and grace. And that is emphatic. This man went down justified. Lay aside your pride and repent and God will instantly shower upon you every grace and every blessing, especially the complete and total forgiveness of our sins. The Gospel of Luke is one that stresses what is sometimes called the great reversal. That is the message that we heard from the beginning with John the Baptist that Jesus is that in Jesus' coming he would bring down every mountain and lift up every valley, those who think themselves great and powerful, and who seem to be holy and righteous and higher than other men, and in that in that arrogance think themselves better than other people. Jesus brings them down, humbles them before his law, reminding the greatest men that they are still sinners before God. Those who humble themselves, who are sorry for their sins and are weighed down by the guilt of their sin, Jesus lifts them up and grants them free and full forgiveness. This parable, of course, brings out that same message very fully and very thoroughly. You could review with the kids, by asking the following three questions. What did the Pharisee bring to God? The answer, of course, is fasting and tithes, that is, offering or money. What did the tax collector bring to God? The answer is repentance. Which one was more important to God? And the answer, of course, is that above everything else, God wants us to begin with a repentant heart. God is happy when we also bring tithes, bring offering to the church, But it has to begin with that repentant heart and receiving his forgiveness is more important than what we bring to him. Lord's blessings on your Sunday school lesson. As always, let me know if you have any questions.